One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, guys. We've got a fun video here going through the gun picks and also the value for all of the positions in Supercoach here. We got the Cash Cows video out a couple of nights ago, and uh, that was great. So I can't wait to uh, to show you guys this one. Appreciate all of your love on that one. Heaps of views and, uh, yeah, a, few, a bunch of comments there, which is awesome. But uh, I do have the league code for our JBFA community so the NRL and cricket analysis community there so jump in that one there's not a lot in there but um obviously yeah the more the crossover guys for the play fantasy and also super coach but welcome to all the super coach legends if you are new here and you don't follow my fantasy content you're just here for the super coach stuff let me know in the comments or a dm that would be hectic uh, i love the the growth in both of them at the moment so the hooking position we have harry grant up top for me so this is the rankings guys for each and every position the guys that i'd be looking to target myself if i had enough money or if it fits my side so harry grant up top at 750 he is the best by far it's obviously just the money that's an issue in this position we saw the uh in that cashies video there was a big worry that if we didn't get an 80 minute eels hooker what would you do and that's where i'm looking to probably just just take the the brandon smith route and uh, and probably yeah make a decision from there to be honest with you as to as to how we sort out the the second hooking position just because Brandon plays in that first one um, yeah because if we don't get him then you're likely to need to get you know, two guns or close to it or do you like I know go for one of the, the super cheap Malizens or something like that it's or Danny Levi it's pretty gross so you probably do need to stick with one of these best guys and Grant obviously there's no huge reason why you shouldn't grab him he's the best. Average guy by far, he's you know eleven points better than that of Jeremy Marshall King. The buy in round four, the toughest start is probably the two things, and you know do you have the money because you're spending it elsewhere, right? Happy Coruscant number two, he could have sort of that five to ten points of value. He could definitely get up there with the goal kicking. Doesn't play round one, he plays round two, and yeah, who's going to be a starter? That's the thing. Like it could end up being a thing for me where it's like, well, he's a bit cheaper than the rest. And I've got Smithy in there. And do I go for Coruscant then as my as my secondary guy? That's something uh, that I'm thinking of. And we'll have to find out, obviously, as well. I suppose another thing to think of is, is do we actually get Nico Hines round one? Last year looked like he was going to be. And then the, the news came out that, uh, no, he's going to be out for until sort of round four, right? And, uh, yeah, so that news could be massive as well. But we'll get to that shortly. 
Jeremy Marshall King is 639, guys. Uh, average of 62.5 last year was awesome. Potentially five to eight points of value with Jeremy. With the buy in round three, makes it a little bit tough, but a really, really good origin schedule outside of that. So he's definitely one of those guys that does need the attacking stats to get up to the 65 to 70 range. He did it last year. Can he do it again? And how's his shoulders? He did he, his shoulder. He did um, miss a lot of tackles in that preseason trial as well. So that's something to note with Jeremy. Reese Robson, guys, at 561. He did average 64 in 2022. So if he could potentially get somewhere in between that, then there's a little bit of value. So you can't say that he's a dud. We're banking on the Cowboys returning to some sort of 2022 form as well. And he doesn't have a buy in the first 13 rounds, which is awesome. Wade Egan, he comes in at number five. I think just because of how good he looks out there, he's a really, really good player. That that no-look pass to... Well, no, look, he knew Barnett was coming, but he loved it. He, he drags himself in one direction and drags the defense with it and, and sends it back the other way. So he uh, he's a really good hooker, obviously, and that is going to help him with, with the try assist and the like. But he has concussion risk and everything on top of that. But if the Warriors are going well and he's on the park, he will do well and he could average 60. So potentially a tiny bit of value, but he's last on my list. Looking value, guys. So I've got Brandon Smith in there. I think the obviously the vol- volatility is there. The price is not too bad at 470. Average 46 last year. I don't think there's a big jump in minutes. You know, he's at 58 last year. Potentially could get to 65. But the big thing there is Sandon Smith is on the bench and he played these type of minutes in the 60s when he was there last year. And Brandon was dealing with a lot of injuries and the like himself. So he's one that you can kind of lock in for the first lot of rounds and and make decisions on your hooking position from there. Let's go to the halves now. And, and Nico Hines, as we've said, I just think that with him... Yeah, the team's going to do really well for the start at a minimum. We'll see how they go in in the grand scheme of things. But Warriors to kick things off is a little bit tougher. Like, do you captain Nico or do you go for like Ponga or something? But the question is with that quad, and is he going to be playing round one? But he's still the best option, I think, overall. He has a tremendous upside, uh, even with Trindle there. Cleary, second on the list, guys, at 9, 12, 89 is the average from him. Uh, you know, that includes his injury game. So I think he should average about the same as Hines. But um, obviously, Sharks have that nicer schedule to begin. So, and, and Cleary's is a little bit harder. So, that's where from round one, he comes number two. But overall, he, he could likely be the best half pick for the season with the buy in rounds uh, five for him, I think. All the way around. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, that's where they're at, obviously. Moses is next. Plenty, yeah, plenty cheaper, that's for sure. 695, average of 68. He definitely has some boom potential with 300s last year. Panthers in game two is a little bit annoying. You've got you know, the Eels that should be a lot better. They looked great in the trial the other day, so that bodes well. But can you go against the top two? And if you do, I think Moses is next with sort of five to 10 points of potential upside. Johnson, guys, is 793. Sort of more of the same from a year ago. Like that trial was really good news for the Warriors and uh, and all their fans. And I think Johnson lovers as well in Supercoach. He could be somewhere between that 750 and 800. I doubt he goes higher than where he's at. So really, he, he could be a great guy to start with given that Warriors could start hot and and, and Johnson could do, go pretty well on the back of that. Sam Walker's the last one, guys. If you wanted a cheaper option at 610, he's the guy I think that has the potential to go boom, um, potentially some value with him. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big if as to how he's going to go at the start because of the quality of outfits that, that they're going to come up against and, and how the Roosters start. That's that's the big question mark there. And then the half value, I've got Tanner Boyd as the only sort of option in there. Uh, so he can be number one option, old Tanner. At 501.3K there. 
with the average of 49. So he's a goal kicking half with sort of some room for improvement himself and in the team and has a nice draw to kick things off. But obviously the buy in round two wouldn't matter because you got your gun next to him in that one. So that's Tanner. The 5-8 gun picks, guys. So you've only got two of them, in my opinion, that you can start with at the top tier, and that's Dylan Brown and Cam Munster. So Brownie is, what, 52K more expensive than that of Munster. And I suppose the, the benefits of that 52K is you don't have him in origin, and he was super consistent last year, average more. So they're the two. He's the best in position. There's no origin. Bit of a no-brainer with the cracking by schedule. But I suppose the question mark is, do you have to start with him? Or is he one of those guys that you can you, you can choose to push out of your side? And it's something that I'm tinkering with personally. You'll see in my potential team reveal um, just for this first week in how I've, how I've got it set up. And we'll see if it sticks come the, the finish or you know, both weeks of round one. But I'm tinkering with Brown being the guy to leave out of my side over the two-gun fullbacks and the two-gun halves this might be the position where I, I need to, because there's just no cashies, right? Or across the game. So if you're going in with all of them, all five of those top tier guns and like a decent, you know, 550K plus, like a Coruscant or something in hooker, you have like three or four cash cows that aren't going to play in round one, which is how it's going to work. So that's that. Munster, this is his lowest in a couple of years, 74 and 81 before that. He could, um, you know, potential for Blore next to him, but I actually know at this point, but... And he didn't play a trial, but he'll be um, he'll be really good this year as well. Okay, Metcalf is a potential option, guys. Not many people have spoken about him. But 483, Warriors attack is great. He's growing as a player. We haven't seen the best of him yet. He hasn't spent a lot enough time on the park with the injuries and the like. But he has RTS next to him now, and that's huge. So I'm tempted to go for the Metcalf RTS combo on that left hand side. So keep him in your thoughts, guys. That uh, you know, good runner. Plenty of attack in that side, left and right, I think. And Metcalf's going to be a part of it all for sure. Braden Trindle's the next guy. I think the big one here is if Hines wasn't to start in round one, he was potentially out for a couple of weeks. And Trindle becomes a big option at 439 in the 5.8 or the halfback position, which is great. And that nice draw really helps his chances to do well. And if he's goal kicking or you know, kicking in general play, then more chance for some attack, that's for sure. Hines is really dominant and it could be a really bumpy ride if Hines is there. So I don't think you grab him if Hines is there. If he's not, then he's clearly an option. And then we had to go with Luke Brooks at 560K as the third option. He has four seasons in the 50, so there's some consistency there if you wanted to drop down. I don't think he can go two gun in the in the, in the the 5'8 position, that's for sure. But um, yeah, for the Tigers, he found it hard to get high scores as well. So in this uh, manly side, if he can be around the attack, whether it's assist or, or tries himself and line breaks, then he could do a decent job for sure. And I've seen a couple of, uh, well, past winner, Desi Creek, who's interested in him as well, which is funny. Um, yeah, I think you just need to you need to pick one or two out there picks that a lot of people don't have. And then the rest of the there's play, players, you kind of follow the pack. And, and if the guys you are changing, are going against the pack with, aren't going to kill you, like you're not going to sit there and get a 10 out of them. And, and the guy that you didn't pick gets like a 90. Like if that's unlikely, then... They're the, the mini risks you need to take, I think, to, to, to do really well and set yourself apart. Let's go to the front row forward position. And uh, Payne Haas is in there at 750K. The average is 73. So he doesn't have the ridiculous upside or or the jewel, obviously, that that of Tino has. But he always starts well, right? He's averaging 80 in the first less six last year. So that's something to note there for sure, that you could get a little bit of a bump and you don't have to worry about your front row forward, which is a very hard position. So that's that with Payne. 
you have to spend up though. Ruben Cotter, you can save a couple hundred K, right? Got a guy that averaged 53. He was 59 the year before. He has the dual position. Yeah, will the stars align and, and Cotter gets the extra couple of minutes and, and improves his PPM from last year? That's potentially what could happen. With Tino, I've got him at three just because he has the ability to score a lot of tries and, and is the best scorer, obviously. So it's hard to leave out a best scorer in in this um, in this section or in any section there. And they have a fairly easy, a much easier softer draw where he can score some tries in that first sort of five or six weeks. Obviously, the buy round two hurts. But outside of that, I think he can do a really good job for your sides. Joe Tarpany as well, 656. He looked incredible in that All-Stars game. And really, the big thing with him is this the trouble getting big minutes. He has a massive PPM. Um, Whisperer put out the stat today. I was saying it was Fafita had averaged 52 minutes and, and 83 points for a massive 1.53 PPM. Same as um, as Willison's last year, but he played 19 minutes. So that was wild. Tarpany needs to get to that level um, in the sort of 40, uh, 50 minutes that he averages or whatever it is to get uh, well up to the 80s. But um, Tarpany, yeah, you could start with worse players at a little bit of a cheaper price. And then Fenua Blake at 740, he's, he's more expensive than that. I just think he had a, too many tries to hit that same average again. Uh, probably a little bit down on that, so no real upside from him and very expensive. The value picks in the front row forward, guys. So I think number one, based on scoring especially, is going to be Tom Flegler. His spot's really safe now. I think the minutes should be guaranteed and very safe as well. So the question is here, can he stay on the park and not have sim bins and send-offs, right? And if you can do that, I think that adds a couple extra points to what already is about five or so points of value. So he could be a 53 to 55 guy for sure and sort of be a mainstay, but obviously the buy round three, something you need to note. Terrell. Terrell made that 430, average of 42. I'm likely to start with him personally. I just think that you get to lock him in for a certain amount of time. He will be on this bench. It's really just the minutes. So, you know, can we get up near the 40, 45 minutes average? That would be cool. I think he you know, he makes a lot of money, at least 10 points of value if he gets 40 minutes with his lovely 1.27 PPM. Likely to get better too, for sure. So that's where I'm looking at with Terrell. And uh, yeah, it's the big thing, guys. Is having guys not have a buy in that front row forward position that's pretty tough is is super important over that first bunch of weeks. Tavir Zatola I have next at 436.6, average of 42.7. I think with him, you're expecting a 50 average, most likely with a bit of bounce back for minutes and a bit of bounce back for his form, given he had a few issues last year. So that's where I'm at with him. He's meat and potatoes, seven points of value. Um, could definitely do a good job at 436, which is not not too expensive, that's for sure. Corey Jensen, I have him as a very meat and potatoes pick as well, but 23. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
$1,000 cheaper than that of Totolo. And he's not going to be very exciting either. And not many people are talking about him, but I'm, I'm expecting him uh, to jump by about seven minutes in his play time from 38 to 45, which would be about eight to nine points of value very easily. And he did look actually improved in that trial from what he did last year, to be honest, knowing that he's going to be a starter and it's sort of his what, third or fourth year in first grade now. So I think he's a safe, cheap pick and um, I'm looking at him for sure. Jairo, uh, number five for him. He's a 466, so a bit more expensive. He has some value in 60 minutes on in the middle and edge. He actually did this in 2022 and their bench looks very similar to that with Jacob Host there coming on and, and playing big minutes and sort of 50 or 60 and an arrow moving from the edge to the middle. I'm not sure if that's exactly how it's going to play out, but it does look very similar and an arrow could get into the 50s from that. But again, paying up a bit 466 compared to saving 50 or something, which is really important to be honest with you at this time of year. Jason Tamalolo at 439. So he averaged 43 last year. It's a massive down, down year. If you like Tamalolo, I think there is some value somewhere around that sort of five at a minimum just based on either the minutes going up a little bit or the PPM improving. Like just we need one of them and that's five points, both of them and it's 10 points. So he looked okay in the trial, dual position, up to you on that one. I'm not going to push you for or against. Kepi guys are 385. He averaged 40 mins last year. He would need to become a gun player in NRL standpoint. And I just don't see it personally. Like he need more minutes and to be better. Can't see it happening. Did look good in the trial though which is creating hype. The two RF gun picks, guys. So we move on to that with, with Cam Murray there. We've got a couple of well, three positions to go. So Murray there at 6.39. He's obviously way down on last year's and the year before. And he, it's four years, sorry. 68 to 71 with averages across that. So expect some bounce back. He was pretty poor um, yeah, with penalties and errors and missed tackles. So expect that to bounce back a bit. Elikatoa. At 6.56, he had a fairly up and down year, I think. You know, if we get him averaging close to that 80 minutes and, and well, he's a 70 average guy with the same or more tries. I think there's upside on that as well. So that's six points of value for a gun. Pretty cool, but obviously a tougher start. Britton Nicker at 710. He is one of those guns. He's just going to be a gun for the entire year. Score somewhere near that 70, up 80s and 80s and 90s upside with some 50s as lows. Um, so he'll be that guy up near the 70, 73 mark. Very simply, no origin. Nice start to the season. You either get him at the start or you can get him throughout the middle. Hopgood at 748. I've got him down at four just because I think he's priced accordingly. He's top tier, but 73 average is huge and it's very hard to get on a week-to-week basis. Let's go to the to RF value now with Piakura at 426.8, obviously a 42 average from last year. He's still got plenty to learn defensively, positionally, as we spoke about previously, and the attack was awesome. We're worried a little bit about the knee, but he is cheaper than all of these two RF options, and his spot is safe in the team. So I'm going to lock him in at number one in this one as a, a great option, running off man, Walshy, everyone. Sean Lane, I would have had at number one at 446, but... Is he actually going to start? And is he going to play 80 minutes? If he doesn't, if he doesn't get named on an edge, uh, on the edge, or if they change him late or something like that, then I won't start with Lane. I can't do it at 50, 55 minutes. And if he ends that 80 minute spot and he gets him some improvement in him over the first bunch of weeks, then we can just trade him in there. I think so. Yeah, it's a weird one with Lane. He, he looked busy on the weekend, but that's definitely a worry for him. Both for more at 467. He's on the left hand side, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, we're coming off a 65 average two years ago in 2022, had the ACL injuries coming back from that. He should 
be able to score pretty well in round one. He seems like he, he's got good work rate and could potentially score a try against the Dragons. So look at look at him for sure. He's a bit more expensive than some of the others, but I've got him in number three, and he's very likely to be in my team at this point, unless you know something changes. See what Wong at 462, guys. The average is you know 45.3 in this one. I already spoke about Tupanua, so go back and check that one in the cash cows. I went under 400k was that video. It is hard to see him, Wong, not averaging sort of 55 to 60 if he was to get 65 to 70 minutes. But question is, does he get spelled and play 50 minutes like he did at times last year? And he didn't have much of an option, or sorry, he didn't get many minutes in the trial. So I think we need to learn more info. You could go with him and, and lock it in, but you could also get a little bit burnt with him just kind of getting 50 minutes or move back to the bench for Nat Butcher or something like that. Joshy Curran. So with him, guys, he's likely going to be a middle forward now. Not like, sorry, a front row forward, not a not a 13. But I still think you expect 45 to 55 minutes. And that's potentially splitting the front row and also the edge with Kikau for, for a spell that he'll need. Um, so now he, you know, he spoke to Denon at the start of the year about playing some lock and then moving to the edge. Well, he signed as a lock, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen just based on the team and, and things have changed since that. But I still think front row forward and edge could be the play. For Karen and at 421, I still don't think he's a bad option at all. Um, so yeah, definitely have a look at Joshy still, and we'll see what happens with Lane and like, and maybe you go Lane to to him uh, as an easier option. Just if Lane doesn't get the 80 minutes, kicker. So it's 12 points below last year. Any of his other worst fantasy seasons at the Panthers, but he is at the Dogs. You know they looked okay at best, hard for them to score tries. I just don't see him having eight points of value plus. If it gets to a point where that's starting to happen, then that could be cool, but I don't see it in round one. You got Bloor and Elliott to finish, guys. With Blory, if he is named there to start at 445, you can definitely look at him. There's so many guys to look at in this position, and you want some surety, and that's what you get with with Piakura, and that's why he's a cool option, or you know, both for more. You know he's gonna be there, but the buy in round two can be a, can be frustrating. But uh yeah, Blory, we need to find out if he's starting. If he is, some will, will go for him for sure. I'll have a look. Adam Elliott at eight. At 517k, he's fairly, he's fairly expensive um, compared to all these other options. And I think that the way you have to spend money in other positions, I think that you can't go with Elliot to kick things off. He didn't look incredible in the trials and you want him to jump off the page to be a good option. Okay, we've got the center wing guns. I've got Holmesy up top, guys, at 736. He looked awesome um, last year and, and he was very, very consistent, even in a team that didn't perform very well. So he has some upside on top of that. Obviously, more goal kicking and some tries and try assists himself. So that's why I have him number one as the best gun. Marzu, I've got number two. He has the the big boom uh, potential, especially if the Knights can do well again. He has, you know, 500s last year. So he's going to be um, a clear option at some point, and some will go for him in round one. Kiraz, guys, at 605K. He's got the little bit, that cheaper tag, which is awesome. He had a lot of injuries last year. Haven't seen him in the trial zone. He's dealing with his back injury. So I, I'm steering clear a little bit. I know a lot of guys are still interested and I, I don't see um, a reason to, to go away from him if you are still interested. A hammer, 600K in this one at 58.9. He didn't score very well on the weekend in the trial, but obviously having a fullback in this position is, is very, very helpful for your size. The buy in round three is a bit frustrating, but if you are going for someone at this range, it's him or Kiraz very much so. Garrick now, guys, is 7.22. He's number five at a 71 average. Playing in the centers, I think that if the team's going well, he'll get goal kicking. He'll score tries and set up some, obviously. But um, can he get to the heights of 
of 71, or is it going to be somewhere in the 60s and in the centers there for sure? Cobo is also a potential option of 603. Not really for me, but you know, can he get to sort of Herbie levels and be a little bit above a 600, or is it going to take him a bit of time to work it out? For the center wing value position, guys, I have Taylor May clearly up top. We saw him in the trial. He looked gun. He's, I've been all over him all, all preseason, so lock him in, I think. Drew Hutchison's next. He's just so cheap at 354, so the big upside, you know, big 100 last year. He's cheap with good base. It's hard to ignore. Probably I'll be starting him. Roger, next guy on the list at 539. He's up over 30% of team, like 33, 34, something crazy. It's going up each and every day. He looks incredible in the trials, and I think that's cheap enough to, to go for him. He has, you know, got up into the early 70s in previous years, and the big thing with Roger, guys, is that he's in a really good team now, and before, it was okay. Zach Labart, I actually have a lot of interesting guys, so he's my secondary sort of mid-tier guy that I'm looking to take a punt on. He looked great in the trials, drinky going right, obviously cutting Labart out a bit, but obviously set him up as well. So I think Labart is a really strong, looks like a really strong ball runner. Uh, defensively, he's really solid, so I, I see some upside with him into the offseason, you know, scored average of 57 last year. But, um, you know, he's priced right down into the 48 range, I believe. So 56 for Pedersini at 573. Yeah, about 46 or something or 45. For Labarder, that's 465 price. But, um, yeah, if the Cowboys start well, I think he's going to do well personally. And I'm, I'm looking to take a punt on him. AJ, Alex Johnson, 596. If the Bunnies are better, Johnson will go well. He's got White next to him. That left-hand side is going to be super strong. You know, he has 73 and 68 averages in the previous two seasons, so he's undervalued based off that. I don't see him going under 60 of an average this season. So is it now you go for him or a little bit later? Panasini at six. He had his best season last year, guys. He's 21 years old. He's improving. 51 the year before, 56 this year. I think he can get close to that 60 and have a little bit of value, but um, I still have Johnston over him. And Yeah, it's hard at center. There's so many guys in his team anyway, that can be really dominant. Jesse Raymond at 577. For me, there's a lot of 30s and 40s. He averaged 63 and 59 the previous two, so there's some upside on that, which is why I have him on the list. But um, yeah, and a good draw to start by in round five. Something to note. Arthur's guys, 376 for Jesse. He's the cheaper guy in this list that could definitely score some tries and, and hit over like a 40 average, but he didn't score great last year. Changing from left to right could be ideal. So that's the only kind of thought or good thing about it. That's for sure. Finished off with the fullback guns, guys, because there's no value <laughs> players. So it's just the guns and the fullback for me. Ponga, top of the top tier, obviously 892K. You're paying up for it, but um, yeah, the average is, is crazy. We know what he can do. He's a good captaincy option. If you want Ponga, lock him in. No qualms about it. Tom Trebojevic, I've moved up to two, knowing how fit and strong he is. Um he can go absolutely nuclear, and if he's anything like that, we're going to want him in our side. So I'm likely to start with those top two and uh, work it out from there. But a third option there is Drinkwater at 851. He had three beautiful tri-assists on the weekend. He looks awesome. He had 700s last year, so I think that the Cowboys, if they can do well, he can average that again very easily just you know by being him. Season number three, Latrell number four for me at 789, a bit cheaper. I think he'll have a cracking season as well, so definitely look at him, but a tougher draw to start puts him in fourth for me. Reese Walsh at 813, average 80 last year. I definitely think he can average the 80 again. He had an absolutely incredible season. Can the Broncos be just as good? I think I'm picking Latrell just over him. And then Tedesco at 707, 
Yeah, he had another 10-point drop-off, but he in that trial, he was averaging some some running. He was running as fast faster than he had did last season, so that was good news. He looked better, that's for sure, than he did, than he has, sorry. Papa 645, no goal kicking, tough start to the year. I think uh, we can leave him out at the moment and look at him after the bye. Kennedy's the other one at his price, 664, but I've got Gutho ahead at 807. He you know, dealt with his injury rehab and looked good in the trial, so that was the big thing that he was coming back from surgery. So I think we can wait a little bit and uh, yeah, because he scored better without Brown, so when he wasn't there. So definitely look at Gutho through the middle of the year again. He was awesome for us last year. One of my bright lights, that's for sure. Along with Buller, it was a good little time in the middle of the year. But Will Kennedy, he actually has sort of the best start over the last four seasons, I believe. He's averaging averaging anywhere in the sort of 65 to 76 range across those four years in uh, the first six games. So that's something to look at with Kennedy, and they have a fairly easy, much easier draw than other teams. So Kennedy is a good one to look at. But that finishes off this video, guys. As I said, the Supercoach League code for our group is in the description. And um, yeah, just I absolutely appreciate you guys making a super coach team. If you are on the fantasy side, if you're on the SC side, thanks for coming over and, uh, and and listening to me talk about it. I've put a lot of effort into this and I want to become as good as super coach as I am at fantasy. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you in the next one.